It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. In its latest report on insolvencies, Price Waterhouse Cooper PwC estimated that as many as a thousand businesses will close this year, with most of them SMEs in the retail and hospitality sectors. West Cork Independent Dáil Deputy Michael Collins feels an emergency mini budget is required to try to halt what he calls the hemorrhaging of small business closures. And uh, Michael Collins joins me. Good morning, to you, Michael. I suppose let's look at hospitality sector first because there's a lot of focus on uh, on hospitality because unfortunately we're seeing so many uh, closures. Are you particularly worried that we're losing too many of the smaller cafes, the smaller independent restaurants, especially in a rural area? Well, absolutely, you know, and our, the social fabric is being ripped apart in little towns and villages that have lovely cafes and uh, small-time restaurants and, and larger restaurants, for that matter, that are closing. So it is a very difficult situation. Many of these cafe owners and restaurant owners and, and hoteliers are facing at this present time. And more than, you know, in relation to the restaurants and cafes, there's more than 280 at the closing in the last six months, uh, and 48 alone uh, in November 2023. So there is a serious, serious crisis here. And I'm I'm not happy with the response or the non-response from both ministers for finance and the government at this present time. These cafes are were pleading with the minister and cafe owners and restaurant owners and hoteliers were pleading with the minister and publicans for that matter not to increase the VAT rate from nine to thirteen and a half percent. And they ignored. They told them. They told them this what was going to happen. 
and both ministers, and they both ignored it. And they've put the VAT rate from 9 to 13.5%, which has now seen business after business throughout the country, throughout Wisconsin, throughout Cork County, throughout Ireland, closing their doors. And this is a, a huge hammer blow to local communities, and it's, uh, it's leading to very, very serious anger and hurt out there, uh, because most of these cafes, restaurants, uh, hotels and pubs, they're all employing 10, 12, 15 or 20 people, maybe in some cases a lot more, uh, especially when it comes to hotels. So they need a package there to protect their businesses and the ministers are not acting are not acting quick enough. Yeah, but you know the argument that's always put forward whenever we talk about the hospi- the VAT rate for hospitality and I only heard the Thonish and Micheál Martin make the very same argument again uh, earlier this week when he was asked about it. Whenever he's asked about which, bringing it back down to 9%, he cites that when it went down to 9%, there were certain hotels who actually put up their prices. They didn't put down their prices. Now we all know what he's talking about there, their hotels in uh, Dublin. Do we need to have a splitting of the VAT rate, one for the food sector and one for accommodation? We certainly do, but like, Patricia, the problem that I have and the annoyance that I have and the frustration is that the government have not moved to do anything like this or haven't been, we'll say, been active on this issue, which they should have been. They can't we, like, it's no point for uh, the Tarnish has turned around and said, well, we had to increase the back rate because of this, that, and the other. When you look at 200 needy businesses closing and the amount of uh, job losses in local towns and villages and loss of a, a great service in that town and village, you have to be active and, and make some moves. Now, they're talking about uh, changes to the warehouse. Uh, the warehouse debt warehousing, again. yeah. But sure, that's again kicking a can down the road. That's a debt that some of them can't even pay or consider paying. So they're saying, okay, we let you offer another way without paying that, but it's only kicking the can down the road. We are the third, we have the third highest rate rate in Europe. Um, uh, it, it, so it, it, it was a greedy, greedy tax take by the government. Businesses were hit, hit by energy costs. Uh, they were hit with uh, sup- suppliers uh, increasing their costs. Uh, I, I speak to a lot of publicans, going to do a lot of clinics in pubs. Um, they're, they're, they're a bit annoyed with the vintners that the vintners are making a, a better show uh, on their behalf but they certainly tell me that the agio put up the price of but they didn't pass it on to the customer so the problem here is uh, the VAT goes up uh, the cafe owner is saying I can't put that on to the, the, to the coffee or the sandwich out there but the supplier is telling the, uh, the cafe owner when they're supplying the flour the sugar the butter the meat we're increasing charges we're increasing charges so it can't keep going on to the police because if it does Patricia the people won't uh, come into the restaurant, won't go into the hotel, won't go into the cafe, won't go to the pub. And this is what happened here. And the government had their eye off the ball completely off the one because everybody sat around the table with them and showed them the figures and showed them and told them where the, where the profits, where the losses are, and where their businesses were going to go. And they ignore, they choose to ignore them, please. OK, I, I, did see, I, I did see Simon Coveney, the minister, the, the enterprise minister, he met with, I think it was the restaurant, another restaurant association uh, yesterday, and he said that the government is working on a number of policies to alleviate pressure on the, the sector. Would you take comfort that there is obviously work going on behind the scenes? Um, now, he, he did mention the warehousing of the, the tax debt, but as you say, that's just kicking the can down the street. But maybe there's other policies going on that we're not aware of. Is, uh, Patricia, I'd I welcome any moves at this stage, but the problem is the move should have been uh, made. Like, as I said to you earlier on, 48 uh, restaurants' cafes have closed in November. So now, like, we're looking into January and they may do something by January or February. These cafes, and they're ringing me, they're telling me, is there any anything out there? 
that they can uh, get a little bit of a financial package to try and see them through the, the, the January, February period that where they're losing and emerging uh, so much at the moment. So, like, if Simon Coveney, Minister Coveney, is making moves, I welcome that, but the moves are far too late for 280 restaurants and, and cafes out there. So, like, all this should have been looked at the last... Uh, August, September, and right before the budget, and see what kind of a package. Make sure you knew what those sectors needed. Not on, not uh, start saving them when the most of them are well, when two hundred eighty are gone gone to the wall, and left it too late for a lot of these people who lost their businesses. A lot of people are extremely upset out there. Yeah, and you know, I have heard the call as well that really the for, for the restaurant sector uh, in particular, but this would be a lot of small businesses uh, as well that they have been asked a lot of things have been pushed their way in a very short period of time I mean they've had you know the increase in the minimum wage there's the pension auto enrollment there's the extended sick leave and there's increased uh, PRSI you know it it, it 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 does look like small businesses are being asked for too much in a very short period of time Absolutely and, and you know the the, the cafes restaurants that we all know about they're, they're, they're very good to their employees and they do want to give them, uh, keep in, in line on, they have no choice but the minimum wage, and they'd like to give them more if they could. But at this present time, they are pressed to the very end of their tether, and they are losing their businesses, and they're pleading for help, and the government isn't listening, and didn't listen for the last seven or eight months when a, before the budget. They should have been a package to try and save these businesses. Try your best to keep businesses uh, to survive, and then you you know your your employment continuing in local communities and businesses not closing in local communities. So yes, like the sick leave, there seems to be so many changes, and to the to the man or the woman that's employing someone is is having to take that hit uh, week after week after week, and they can't take it. And unfortunately, we've seen we've seen what is now a crisis uh, erupting uh, in that sector, and the government uh, not active in any way, shape or form as of up to now in here. What's going to happen in the future? I don't know. I've written to both ministers. I haven't received a reply other than a usual automated reply. It's not good enough. You know, we are seeing energy uh, prices uh, uh, coming down, but they're coming down from a very high base. I mean, energy costs are still, I think they're, they're still 80 percent higher than they were uh, before they started to escalate. I think gas prices are double what they were uh, just a couple of years ago. So even though we are seeing reductions in energy prices, they're not coming down fast enough. No, unfortunately, and, you know, again, Maybe extra pressure should be put on the, the energy companies out there that are making mass profits, huge, huge profits. Now, I've nothing against a business that makes profit because if you don't make profit, you go you, you go bust, basically. But if they're making mass profits, somebody needs to step in and take control here and and, and, and not stand at the outside uh, saying that we can't uh, interfere in the running of their businesses. We certainly uh, have, have, have done through the years, uh, have you know, bailed out uh, banks, we bailed out this, we bailed out that, but we seem to have no say when it comes to, uh, you know, maybe sitting around the table and forcing energy companies to reduce their energy costs immediately, because that would have a, a knock-on effect here uh, for local businesses. Well, it is decreasing, it's not decreasing fast enough, okay. and it's not de- it's decreasing. Right, so, so a, mi- a mini-budget, you feel, is is the answer, and of course, somebody's saying, well done to Michael Collins for raising this, a mini-budget is the answer, we know that the government has money, so it could it would be able to help out the smaller medium business. Yes, they're continuously telling us that they're, I hate to say a wash of money, but that they have plenty of money, but at the end of the day, 
they had an opportunity in the budget uh, there just before Christmas to, to, to deal with this issue. They haven't dealt with this issue. And now we find that there's businesses going to the wall. We have to have some sort of a mini budget. They'll cover it up and call it something else. But like these, uh, like the talking about the changes of the warehousing scheme, that's going to go nowhere near what's easier. You need to go take the 13.5% back, back to 9%. And yes, if there's a separation between hotels and others, that has to be done. But all that's there. The, these, these issues are in place for the last number of years and no, nothing's happened. And these businesses are going going to the wall. And we're talking about 280, 48th in November. You're talking about another... There could be another two, three hundred, uh, Patricia, because I know well, I'm yeah. to people. And I did, I did, yeah, I did say at the, the start of the programme, I was looking at that insolvency from uh, PwC and they reckon a thousand uh, is going to go this year alone. OK, listen, Michael, we leave it there. Thank you for that and thanks for joining us on the programme. Uh, good morning to you. That is uh, Independent Doll Deputy for uh, West Cork. That is Michael Collins. Uh, somebody says with regard to hospitality uh, suffering, uh, particularly the ones in uh, the city, uh, listener feels I no longer venture into the city between the introduction of travel restrictions, reduced width size for vehicle travel lanes. There's now bicycle lanes uh, everywhere, bus lanes, uh, which in conjunction with Irish weather conditions are relatively unused. And of course, parking, all parking spaces are taken and turned into pedestrian areas that are also relatively unused. While we, the motorists who hail from the county of Cork, are kept out. And when we do find a parking space, we have the watchful eye of the parking attendant uh, in all directions. It's a pity that they, those parking attendants are not members of Angarda Shia Corner because then when you park your car you feel your car is going to be safe while you go in f- to eat a fine meal in a restaurant. If only we could go back to the days of the 60s and 70s, even for one week and yet young people see how great our city was back then uh, and was well deserving of the title The Real Capital. Happy New Year to one and all at C103 indeed many happy returns so people have been more how the city has changed is the reason why they don't venture in.